Welcome to The Edge Life, where we discuss real life issues and bring you real life solutions for your soul, which are always rooted in the Word of God. We are just two busy parents who are on a quest to fulfill our God-given mission and purpose while we're balancing family, ministry, and secular jobs. On this episode, we will unpack the issue of what are some things that adults need to make sure that we teach our children. So sit back, relax, and get ready for the edge line. And in my mind, I was like, yeah, I can jump higher. Now, now you got to mind uh, and understand this picture. <laughs> I, I'm jump man. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, you know, probably four foot seven, 170 pounds. <laughs> With some, a box uh, with, with, with some Jordans with, on. With some Jordans and some socks up to my knees and some terry cloth shorts or something like I've that. I've seen the picture in the terry cloth shorts, y'all. <laughs> you know, he ain't lying. You know what I'm saying? And it's an afro a, to match. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you know we had to cap it off with Jesus. Edge life, you're too close to the ledge. We gon' push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge life. Oh, oh, gotta get it in your head. Baby, welcome to the edge life. You're too close to the ledge. Hey and welcome hey. once again. It is Sunday Fun Day Edge Life. We back at it, baby. That's right. I'm always bobbing my head to that Edge Life. You're too close to the ledge. If if I don't, you know, well, let me say this. I have to it. say it. I have to say it. That might be one of the you most know, we, fire intros ever. Like that thing right there is the real deal. We say I, it every I, time, but we really do love I, the intro. I love y'all. that intro. And you know, it just totally captured us. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah. 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 It, it's it's really cool when people can literally um like see what you're doing and see the vision and be like, yes, this is it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that that's what I feel like has has happened with with that intro. Absolutely. So. Let's go ahead and like, you know, tell us what your week was like. Week, the week, the week was um, busy. You know, yeah. the, the, the weeks stay busy and they're continuing to go uh, extremely quick. But um, I, I will say uh, we started school this week here <laughs> in Georgia. And I don't, I don't know uh, <laughs> where you are tuning in from, but um, if you have children and you started school, you know how that is. And it's very interesting. It's, it's way different yeah. in uh, like COVID times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. It, it's super different in COVID times because now we have two who are actually on campus, right? Yep. But we have two who are at home. So um man I, i've become a new teacher again yes um, he you know <laughs> philip i don't know if y'all know this but he taught uh ninth and tenth grade english yeah yeah um at an alternative school yep. in virginia yep. in danville virginia like shout out to danville virginia yep um but yeah he, that was his first like for real for real, for real job, job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for real job so he's back and i would say um, our house might be a little bit like an alternative school setting because <laughs> well, Kai is uh, none too excited about going to school, whether it's at home or at school. Yeah. Um, his anxiety level, like on both sides, um, it's it's worse mm -hmm. uh, when it's when you talk to him about actually going to the school building. Yep. Because he said COVID is there, yeah. and he's very intimidated by that. And that's not something we fed him. In fact, that, that was something that he got from uh, doing his work at school yeah. at the end of the, the year where they were 
um, going over the news mm-hmm. each, you know, the CNN 10 for 10 mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Yep. So he learned all about the virus. Yeah. And it, I think it really has intimidated him. Yeah. You know, and, and there was no intention like to do that. But, you know, he that's just where he is. And we um, are just trying to help him through this season. Yeah. So this is a doctor, the doctor, professor, reverend. <sighs> edge the great doctor the great doctor it's awesome it's awesome so hopefully he survives the school year (laughs) but um we already have some schools that have some quarantines we've been open yep two days two days two that's those days so um and then the other two that are on campus just talk about um, our schools are not mandating masks yep um and they just talk about the apprehension of that Mm -hmm. because the majority of students are not wearing masks and so our children choose to wear masks my mom has a lot of health issues which we've shared before and that's their choice Mm -hmm. and um to a certain extent they really don't feel very supported on that because the school system is not supporting the masks but they've been trying to be a light as we've always taught them to encourage others to 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 you know, keep themselves safe and yeah. also to be respectful to others. Um, again, it's not politics, it's health. That's right. It um, has nothing to do with politics. Our kids, kids don't know nothing about politics. Very true. Very they true. just know that it's better off for them health-wise and for other people around them, especially older people if they wear their masks. So, yeah. so yeah. What's, what's going on with you? What's going on with me? So, with yeah, staying super duper uber busy. busy. Yep. Um uh, with just you know this is fundraising season it's a difficult time i work in nonprofit. it's a difficult time to to raise funds right now but mm-hmm. ne- nevertheless um you continue to press for your mission and whatnot and right. so just trying to juggle all that we have an event coming up um not this week coming but the week after yep. so um that's been super busy and then just trying to navigate negotiate everything with the children mm-hmm. and all the changes and um supporting them like you know we we fully supported whatever decision that they made as far as you know going to school virtually or um staying at home so we felt like that was important yep so um just trying to negotiate navigate all of that back to school you know it's a little bit different this year back to school is Mm -hmm. you know not the same i don't think i've ever i bought hand sanitizer a lot i've never (laughs) purchased a mask that's right that's right uh at least not unless it was halloween so <laughs> but yeah but i'm excited about this episode because last week yeah l- last week we, we shared did. one of my favorite videos like if you haven't heard it like go back and check <laughs> it out so this little girl doing uh you know she's doing a makeup tutorial but she is kicking some fresh <laughs> real transparent yeah. life lessons she said my mama said don't start or don't get into no mess don't get into no mess that's right don't get into to no mess and, and so. listen that that video right there is hilarious we'll, we'll try to drop a link uh for you all so you can check it out if you yeah. did not see it last week but you know so last week we were talking about things that children can share with adults right yeah they and, bring us so many life lessons yeah and and, and and we talked about how children are so open and transparent <laughs> like children are gonna tell it how it is right you know they don't have a problem lessons. they literally don't have a problem you know like talking and asking like the questions that need to be asked they're they're, they're inquisitive right yeah. so we talked about some of those things that, that we literally can pick up from from children last week and and this week we're going to reverse it right 
Yeah. Um, especially for our, our adults out there, for our, our people who are young at heart who are, who are watching right now. We're going to share with you all some things today that we as adults can share with our children, right? Specifically some, some virtues, some things that, that, and I don't know about you, but I remember my parents saying oh, yeah, certain let's things, talk about right? It. They always said certain <sighs> things, and, and, and as a child, you're like, oh, you know. You sit in your head. You find yourself like sounding. You say, I'm never going to be like him. I'm never going to be like her. I'm never going to, you know. Exactly. And then you end up being the exact same way. Yeah, we've always encouraged our children to just be very transparent, be Mm -hmm. very open, to talk to us about anything, you know, to do it in a respectful way. But if they can't talk about anything at home, where can they talk about the things they need to talk about? Right. Um, And so sometimes some of the things that we get, um, you know, are are raw and real right from our children but right. but we uh we appreciate that so let's talk about before we talk about the things that we tell our children yeah yeah um and that we we you know just it's our opinion about the virtues that we we feel are important to share with our children but i, I just want to like you know what is your what is something that your mom or your dad said what's a couple of like nuggets from <laughs> dennis and marcia so well, I, I, I'll tell you, my my, my dad, <laughs> my my dad has a lot of Dennisisms, right? Dennisisms. Den- okay, Den- so Dennisisms. Yeah, he he has a lot of Dennisisms that that he, that he will share with me. You know, one one that that my dad will, will will always share with us, and and this is actually a pretty cool one, man. My, my dad always talked to us, and he said, you know, um, my 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 parents, my dad was in the military, career military man, and and he would always say to us, he said, um, listen. He said, I may not have a whole lot of money, but I have a whole lot of love to give. And and I, I know that's not like a like a, mm. a you know, a weird one or anything like that. Or, you know, it doesn't make you slap your head. But, you know, my dad and, and mom, they they said that as long as I can remember. And literally that was part of the way that, that we were raised. So so we were raised to to love like we were raised to love our our our, our siblings and 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 you know lo- love our parents and love people we that's how we were raised like it, it it didn't really you know i don't know if it made sense you know i felt like sometimes we were the the cosby family you know what i'm saying but it, it didn't make sense and not being honest back then it might not have even been quote unquote cool to be the cosby family you know what I'm saying? yeah you don't you don't want to be the family that doesn't have a whole lot but has a lot of love to give you yeah know? yeah you want them designer shoes and yeah. you know because i know you know shoes shoes is your thing shoes it's probably is thing. yeah probably always been your thing it, it has been for, for since 1984 when i got those um air jordan chicago ones in south carolina um for christmas and i wasn't thinking i was going to get anything because we had driven down from new york to visit my grandparents and my mom and my dad surprised me with those shoes and they were like 50 60 dollars and it was the most expensive pair of shoes that i ever got in my life mm-hmm. and i'll never forget i man I, I like you love your parents but i I loved my parents but i was like y'all went out on a limb like that and y'all did that and man i man I, honestly i don't even know if i got anything else for christmas but i got them shoes and i, I went outside of my grandfather's little porch you know he, he has a screen yeah, door yeah i went outside on that little porch and i put those shoes on and i was jumping up and down in the air and in my mind i was like yeah i can jump higher now now you got a mind uh, and understand this picture <laughs> I, i'm jump man I'm, I'm i'm a little you know probably four foot seven 170 pounds <laughs> 
with it's some a box uh, with, with, with some Jordans with, on, with some Jordans and some socks up to my knees and some terry cloth shorts or something like. I've that. I've seen the picture in the terry cloth shorts, y'all. <laughs> you know, he ain't lying. You know what I'm saying? And an so, afro to match. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But but I tell you, man, that that those those were the days, man. Yeah, those were the days. What what what's something that your parents? Oh my you? goodness! So my dad is a philosopher. Yeah. My dad. So my dad. So this is funny. True story. Okay. So my mom like totally messed this up, but my dad was going to be a Catholic priest. So I want to just <laughs> pause there yeah. for a moment. Let that soak in. Just. Okay. You got it. Yes, you're good. Okay, you got it. But my dad was, you know, like old school football coach. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. your dad is military man, but like he never, like he doesn't strike me as that. He doesn't come off that way. Yeah. Not what you would think. Yeah. Like he rigid doesn't rule with an iron or, fist. No, not at all. Your your mom does. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Marsha. That's my mama are, right you there. You are correct. You but, are correct. Uh, you know, my dad, you know, he's just a philosopher. I mean, even now, like yeah. follow his posts. Like, man, you know, my dad, he is so eloquent with his speech. I mean, sometimes like he says stuff and I have to scratch my head and read it again. Like, what the what? <laughs> so I remember always hating uh-huh. if I got in trouble. Ooh, that lecture was coming. If my dad had to talk to me, <laughs> y'all, he could just say two words. I'd be like, yeah. and I think I started crying because I didn't want to like hear him talk, but he didn't stop. Like he just kept on keeping on. He's like the energizer bunny. And I'm yeah. like, are we done here? Like, is that enough? But, you know, a couple of things I, I just want to say, you know, my mom was always really big on. Um, just loving people yeah. and accepting people and not passing judgment or being uh, critical. That yeah. that was always big for my mom. So yeah. I don't remember anything like specific, but she always conveyed that to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I think my mom felt very judged and criticized. Mm. And okay. I know that even, even my parents' marriage was not something that her family even wanted them to get married. Mm. So, you know, she came from that angle, like love everybody, don't judge people, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. But my dad always, my dad has some gems, y'all. I'm going to share with you some gems. And don't bother even call DFAX or CPS, whatever you have in your county, because I'm 44 now. And I just want to say, I was the child that never wanted to get in trouble. Like, whatever it was, I was not going to get in trouble. Uh I tried to follow the straight and narrow Mm -hmm. and be good. (laughs) until philip came along and then he just messed that all up but anyways that's a different story i'm joking what's love that was love so i gotta share with you some um you call them denisisms yeah so i'm gonna call them padisms and so by the way if my dad coached you Mm -hmm. my dad coached guys that played in the nfl they're retired now because my dad's a little older Mm -hmm. but like will wolford of the bills um if my dad coached you you know some things that my dad said please don't use the expletives but you know (laughs) catholic priest please don't use the expletives you know use like little symbols or whatever but i want y'all to put those in the comments here on facebook yeah um so here let me tell you some my dad said there's a place for everything and everything in its place so my dad had a particular hairbrush there was Mm. one kind of hairbrush that he used Mm mm-hmm and if you opened up my dad's drawer in his bathroom, y'all, it might as well have been like uh, the prison or the jail. <laughs> and I worked in a jail. So, you know, the uh-huh. outline where stuff goes. Yeah. So it's just outline around the brush. <laughs> so we go like exactly right in that place That's where it goes. Yeah. And God forbid you used it. And he had to try to come find it in the morning. Mm. Those were some of the most like terrifying moments. Mm. Like he didn't do anything, but you just 
Again, you felt like you did. You did not want to be lectured <laughs> right. at all. I'd rather take a beating, but right. he, he never did that. Right. So there's a place for everything and everything in its place. Um, he would always tell me um, when situations were tough, mm -hmm. he would always tell me he would say, um, it's no mountain for a there's climber. There's no mountain for a climber. And, and I think he's told that to you before. And I've heard other people say it, but that was something my dad would always tell me. Yeah. It's no mountain for a climber. Yeah. There's, no, know, there's no mountain for a climber. With that one, the first time I heard that one, and I was, I, I think I probably kind of looked at you, I was like, what did he say? <laughs> like, uh -huh. it, it, it literally took me probably probably about 10 years to really figure out <laughs> what that actually meant. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh. Yeah. He would always tell me, he, sa he would say, girl... You walk to the beat of a different drummer. Mm -hmm. So my dad always encouraged me to just be uniquely me. And yeah. so I think that's why I felt empowered, even as a woman, to mm -hmm. walk in some places that not a lot of women walk. Right. Um, and, you know, to lead and to feel comfortable in that and be be comfortable in just, you know, being different. Right. You know, even sitting here now. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, just being different. And so I think my dad did that. He also called me the Sitterfield Flounder. Yeah, my dad was also my softball coach. So yeah. if my dad coached you in softball, you can write in mm -hmm. the comments here. But he would call me the center field flounder. That that's uh, because I would dive all over the place trying to catch any and every ball. Yep, yep. And I usually did a pretty good job at it. Yep. Um, two more. No, oh, no, one more. This is the last one. I don't want you to call CPS or defects. It won't do you any good. There's a statute of limitations, and he never did beat me. But he would always say, and I, I. Think about a child hearing this. Mm -hmm. He say, girl, I will beat you till your nose bleeds. And I'm like, what kind of beating is that? That my you till your nose bleeds. Till your nose bleeds you that, know, that's a serious beating. That is a, that's, a, you know, that's, imagine yeah. like a little kid thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's I, I never beating. tested that. I've never wanted to uh, try that. So those are just a few. My dad has yeah. so many nuggets. Some of them that are so off the wall. That I'm still trying to wrap my head around them. But a yeah. lot of those things my grandfather said. So yeah. they came from Popsy George. And they've been passed down generation after generation. Mm -hmm. And there are some of them that uh, to this day I still say. And I must say the first <laughs> one. There's a place for everything and everything, everything in its place. place. Yeah. I got it honest, y'all. Now, I don't have lines drawn where things need to go. There's seven of us in this house. But, yeah. Stuff has a place, and I can't rest until it's in its place. That's but right. anyways, that's right. So yeah, those are the things that my dad said. So, so yeah, so so thinking about this, so I mean, it's it's really really interesting, you know, that we that we chose this topic. So so mm -hmm. first of all, if you had some things that your parents used to tell you when yeah. you were growing up, go ahead and put them some in things the, of value in, in the chat feature. Go ahead and put them in the comment section because we do want to hear from you all, and we want to hear what what are things that your parents yeah. told you because the the thing that that I've remembered. And, and understand is that when parents speak to children, it's it, it's important stuff, right? And, and as a child, whether it's good or bad, right, you remember those things and those things yeah. shape you. So so a, as we move forward today, I, I really want to talk about some things that, you know, maybe we share with our children. And yeah, we, we, we I got talk some to written our, down. Our, our children about mm -hmm. because, again, you know, words are powerful and, and we believe that and we've always believed that. So what are some things maybe that, that we share with, with, with our children that, you know, to empower them, you know, help build them up, build their self-esteem, those kinds of things. What, what kind of things? Yeah, so we had an opportunity this afternoon to have a early dinner, late lunch with uh, Mr. Savant, yeah, Kai, Kai Savant. Savant. 
and the baby, Zoe. And mm-hmm. so I asked her, I was like, you know, what are things that we, dad and I say to you all the time? Or what are some virtues or character mm-hmm. builders or motivators that that we say to you all the time that, you know, you kind of like live by or you, mm-hmm. you know that we say? And she was like, well, I don't know. I guess I just live it. So I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. But there are two things that I always say. And she she remembered she, she these. Them out. Yep. So every time when they were little, yep. and even now, like, you know, they go out the door. They go out the door with keys now and they drive themselves. But, yeah. you know, when they were little and they were either going out to go to the bus or um, we were driving them to school, I tell them two things. I tell them work hard and love others. And love others. Yep. yep. You know, and, and to me, you know, as far as school goes and, and maybe just in life in general, um, I think those are just two very valuable virtues to just, you know, espouse to, to, to cling to and, and to hold on to. And I think if you do those things, if you work hard and that yeah. you're working hard is really determined by you. Yeah. Yeah. And if you just love others, I think the rest of the stuff kind of works itself out. Right. So I don't, you know, I know that must have came from my parents, but those were just the two things that I always would just hit home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the kids. Yep. Um, just always hit home with the kids. In fact, you know, you have like a whole motivational mixtape. Yeah, yeah. And so I hear a lot. Yeah. Your son plays one particular song. Yeah. That's Mr. Casavant. Yeah. A whole lot. Yeah, I mean. Where you tell him a very valuable lesson. If, if you don't quit, you won't lose. You know you what I'm saying? If you don't quit, you can't lose. That, that's, that's, that's really been one of the mantras mm-hmm. that, that, I mean, and you remember, like, we made a music video as a family for that one. We that, did. That was actually really cool. We're out, and <laughs> we didn't know anything about making music videos, but but we did, and uh, it wound up turning out pretty We've done cool. a lot of things we didn't know anything <laughs> yeah, about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it, but if, if, if you don't quit, you can't lose, mm-hmm. you know? And, and even as, you know, our children have gotten older and started playing sports and things like that, and sometimes things didn't necessarily go the way that they wanted them to go or the way that they planned for them to go and 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 very quickly i you know i i had to straighten them up and say listen if if you don't quit you can't lose right the only thing that will get you to to lose is if you quit right so right so keep on playing keep on going and you know they they get it honest you know our children whether it's in the classroom whether it's on an athletic field whether it's just in life man they they grind you know they keep on going they're they're going to work hard and 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 literally do everything that they can to to outwork someone and and that that's one of the the traits that that literally all five of them have there's a couple of them that have it like at at a higher level level. yeah yeah yeah, they do but but again even when you when you put any of them in that situation they're they're going to hustle they're going to bust their backside and they're they're gonna they're gonna work hard and i'm really really proud of them you know that that they do those kinds of things yeah i i I definitely, I know, ju- blah, 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 blah. get it right. <laughs> I, I remember a season where it was really trying for Trey yeah. um, with lacrosse and he felt some conflict with his coach. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to shout out uh, Mr. Peer, Coach Peer for like hanging in there with our son mm-hmm. because he may not realize it, but he made a huge impact by just like hanging in there with him toe to toe, even yep. though Trey is. He's a tough, yeah, yeah. but you know, he wanted to quit, yeah, you did. know, and there have been so many different things that our children wanted to quit. I saw Jessa, um, Jessa was a competition cheerleader and she dislocated her knee 
and she went a whole season wearing a knee brace like and her knee would come, come go out. in and out yep. and yep. um she even went through tryouts um for high school she did not make the team but she went through the whole tryout even though her knee had come out in the very beginning yep. and continued to come out during um all of the tryouts but she didn't quit yeah. and you know i had to really like give it to her for that because most people would have just like stopped. quit yeah. they would have given up but yep. we've always told them edges don't quit that's right that you know even fail failure is not a loss it's right. not failing right the only thing is failure is failure to try that's right so if we make a commitment to something we see it all the way through mm -hmm. if you don't quit you can't lose so that's see right. that commitment to the end i mean we've made them hang out in seasons and you know finish up stuff that they did not like mm -mm. but they committed to it in the beginning yep and we were going to make them be honest to it to the very very end right. so um because i think for us you know loyalty is a big thing loyalty is huge and i think there's so many things rooted in that you know we have parents who were high school sweethearts yep. um and are still together yep. 40 plus 45 years yep. of of i'll say holy matrimony amen it ain't always <laughs> been wedded bliss um and then you know you and i have been together yeah. for 28 years yeah. You know, I, I admit, admittedly, I'm I'm loyal to a flaw, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. a fault. I will ride something till the wheels fall off, and mm -hmm. still try to hang and keep it together, because mm -hmm. um, that's just me. But that that definitely has been something that we have really um, just ins tried to inspire and instill yeah. in our children. Yeah, you know, and, and and it's interesting because as parents. Um, I personally believe it's important for us to impart these things into our children. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, we have to realize that if we as parents are not imparting into our children, somebody, somebody is. is, right? And, and and for you, for those of you listening to, to the podcast today, I want you to ask yourself, who is it that's imparting into your children if you're not the one who's doing that? What voice are they listening to? Are they listening to the television? Are they listening to the radio? Mm, are they listening to, the you know, the, the media? And the, like, like, who are they really listening to if they're if they're not? listening to you and, and and i get it i i understand that that sometimes especially growing up you know our, our children get hard-headed but even the most hard-headed of children are, are still listening right mm -hmm. especially when you've instilled things like this into them early on mm -hmm. you know we me, you and i were having a conversation at, at one point in time especially um as related to our daughters and and i'm not sure if you said it or i said it but it, it was it was a it was a critical point where we had this revelation, or at least I had this revelation that, you know, the first man that my daughters ever laid eyes on was me. Yep. So, yep. so because I was the first man that my daughters ever saw, every man that they will judge men on will be judged through how they see and view our relationship. Yep. So, so it became apparent and very important that I made certain that I spoke to my daughters a certain way, that I loved on them a certain way, that yeah. I that I equipped and empowered them in a certain way, that I, that I showed them what wh how a man is supposed to treat you, and 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 I did that not only by the way that that I treated them, but how they saw me treat, treat and me and, well. and and respect my wife, right. right? So so now they're getting a different lens of 
what things are supposed to look like, you know, not being afraid to tell my daughters, you know, and, and this, I know this may be a simple one, but being able to tell them, Hey, listen, I love you. And I care about you. And I, I say yeah. that to them a lot, right? Hey, uh, we know dad, you I, love I, us and you I, care I about you, us. I love you and I care about you, you know? And, yeah. and they, they look at me and, and, and it's, I know, <laughs> they're dad. old now, right? They're like, Oh my gosh, here you, we know. But, but again, there's something inside of, of their minds in which they know without a shadow of a doubt that their father loves them. They also know that there there is a certain way that they are supposed to receive love. And if they're right. not receiving love in that way, yeah. they know they're like, hey, wait a minute, Some, something is off here. Mm -hmm. Something is off. So, so again, you know, for as parents, we have a responsibility to make sure that we're saying things and lifting them up and undergirding and empowering our children. Because if we're not, somebody else is. Yeah, we don't. We encourage them not to just be treated any kind of way, but yeah. treated the way that they should be treated. Yep. And I think that kind of leads into another one that I had, um, that they should always stand up for what is right, because yep. right is always right. Yep. Even when right is hard and it feels wrong, um, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes conflict is, you know, even though you're standing up for the right thing, it feels difficult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it feels like, well, you, you second guess yourself sometimes. Yeah. Like, am I being the bad guy? You know, if I stand up against this, this wrong right here, if right. I confront this, it, it, it's sometimes it's very conflictual, but we've always told them to stand up for what's right. Yep. And, you know, um, one of the things that I remember, and even recently, one of Trey's preschool teachers had <laughs> made the comment of about how he was always ensuring that everybody was taken care of mm. and that everyone had fair treatment. I remember one time at Darlington, um, kids were picking on mm -hmm. um, another a kid who had just started there, mm -hmm. and he stood up and he confronted the whole cafeteria. Wow. Yeah. And he won uh, like a service beyond self award, something yeah. that had never been given. Uh, I think he was in middle school. And I see our girls, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. do that too. Even Kai, like if he knows that somebody's not being treated right, right. he's quick to point it out and he, mm -hmm. get, he gets upset about it. I hear my girls counseling their friends about the way maybe a boyfriend is treating them mm -hmm. or um, something that they're going through and um, or even... They, they talk to them about things that they value. Right. Their morals. You know, um, premarital sex has been one of those things that yeah. our girls have been like, look, you know, this is what we think about this. You know, value yourself more. Yeah. Like, don't, you know, don't compromise yourself. Stand up for you. You, yeah. ma you matter. matter. You're worth it. You know, yeah. you're worth waiting for. You know, all those sorts of things. And our children aren't perfect by far. Right. But when you see them standing for what's right, right. they're standing for what they believe in, yep. um, that means a lot. And I think we have to empower our children to stand for what is right. You know, I, I think our kids are always, like, fighting for the underdog. Yeah. You know, they're always trying. We, we've taught them to to be that light to be the light yeah um you know we've taught them to accept people and not right. judge them just like my mom instilled in me i remember you know when we were pastoring here in rome at impact mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we would feed the homeless before service would start mm -hmm. our children look so forward to to serving and to just sitting down and having a conversation. Yeah. They really, really looked forward to do that and making sure that they had what they needed. Right. Mom, they don't have food. They don't have coats. They don't have this. Let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, and that is, that's what we want to instill in them, standing yeah. for what's right. And, and 
fighting for justice for the underdog, you right. know? Right, yeah. right. You know, and, and to that, um, one, and this is kind of on the other side, um, you know, one thing that, that we continue to instill in our children is life isn't fair, you mm. know, and, and our children many times they'll, they'll come to us and they'll say, oh, well, this happened or that happened. And, you know, my response is very simple to them many times. Well, life isn't fair. You know, what what made you think that life was going to be to be fair? Well, well, why can't everybody do this or they do that? uh, 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 Life isn't fair. Mm -hmm. And we have to understand that that you are living life now now with that. You get this opportunity to do this thing called make a choice. Mm. And, And depending upon the choice that you make, you can change the outcome of what you see. That was mm, pretty good. That's I, good. I, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Right, right, right. But but it's, really it, good. But, but it's true because life isn't fair, and and we don't want our children growing up to think that everything is always going to be fair. It's always going to work in their favor. It's always going. No, it's it's not. Life is hard. Sometimes. It'll work to their favor, but it may not feel good. But it may in not the feel moment. good. In the, yeah, exactly. They may exactly. have to go through some things. They may have. There may be a process before that you, you get that. Yeah. That's right. Um, and I think to that we've taught them. You know, that life isn't always fair. Yeah. Um, but God is always in control. Amen. And to that, this is something that we just hone in all the time. It's not about you. Mm. Hmm. Don't hmm. make everything personal. It's you not know, when, personal. You, yep. when you have five children, they are so quick to say, well, you let Jessa <laughs> or Saray got to da 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 da, you know, or when zoe's friends are over they can blah 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 they want to always compare they want to make it about 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 them yep they want to point fingers in other directions um and compare themselves and contrast themselves with others and i'm always quick to tell them you know um you know carson is our granddaughter she's two and when she was a baby we had to feed her but Mm -hmm. if i come over to you as a 15 year old and I try to feed you your supper, you're going to look at me like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So I do have to treat you different. But treating you different doesn't mean that I'm not treating you equal. God treats all of us different yep. in the sense that we have different needs. Right. And he is attentive to our needs. Yeah. And one of the things you have to understand as a parent is children don't know what they need. Mm-hmm. And so you have to tend to their needs. Yeah. And not always, you can't always give in to their wants. Mm-hmm. Their wants is to see everything equal, everything seems this way or that way, but you have to tend to their needs. And there are certain things that I can give to one of mine that I can't give to the other because right. they're not ready for that at right. that point in time. Mm-hmm. Or there's a certain way that I speak to one versus the other because I try to tailor everything specifically to their needs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but they they want to make everything about them and I, I think that's a very teenager yeah. kind of thing yeah but you don't want them to go into adulthood with that because that leads to a spirit in, of entitlement mm. like the world owes them something yep. and i promise you the world owes you nothing yep doesn't owe you anything and you know what you don't want the world to owe you anything because you don't want to be bound to the world because the world gave you something mm. Because the world doesn't give anything freely. That's right. Only God giveth freely. That's right. So um, that's a big lesson that I, I see us teaching our that's kids. Good. That's good. So, so look, I, I want to switch this up real quick because I know we do have some people listening to us. If you could give the people one specific 
like is thing that to, what we call them an ism right one, one yeah, of the virtue. virtues if you could give the people one like what would you say for for the listeners today like what what's one thing that you would give to them and say you know what listen grab this yeah so other than all of those that i've given you the yeah. last one that i had on here and i kind of saved it for the end because at the end of the day I want my children to have this as an anthem. This is the anthem for their life. And it's on a chalkboard in our kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I've mentioned it before. But I leave it on there because I want our children to see it every day. Because I want them to grow up. Mm -hmm. And I want them to have this view of life. And it's uh, Lamentations 3, verses 22 through 24. Mm -hmm. And it says, God's love can never run out. Mm. Great and beyond measure is his faithfulness. That's good. And so as we have an anthem in our nation, mm -hmm. this is the anthem for our family. That's we so good. declare that God's love can never run out. Mm -hmm. Great and beyond measure is his faithfulness. And that's what I want them. I want them to grow up with that, like literally in their heart. So yeah. that anytime something happens, okay, God loves me. Mm -hmm. It's never going to run out. Mm -hmm. I don't have to walk in shame. I don't yeah. have to walk in ridicule. I don't have to be embarrassed. I don't have to be mm -hmm. worried about not being who I am. I can right. walk in my purpose and my call. And then great beyond measure of his faith is his faithfulness. If yeah. God said it, then it's going to happen. Yeah. I may not know how. Mm -hmm. I may not know when. It may not look right right now. Yep. It may look a hot mess and yep. a wreck. I may not be able to pay my bills right now. Yep. Maybe my relationship is sideways. Mm. But you know what? He is faithful yeah, that's good. beyond measure. I can't even measure his faithfulness. And so I know that I know that I know that's that good. there is a God who is faithful to me. And he is just, and he is working everything together for my good. And if my children grow up with that as the anthem for their life, mm. I will have succeeded as a parent. Come on. Look, you, you got me silent today. I, I'm like, what, what, what am I supposed to say now? Good gracious. That, that was good. good. Gracious. Great, great googly moogly, right? That, no, that, was, that, was, that was really, really good. I, the only thing that, that I, I will say, especially to our people who, who are tuning in today is, Listen, wherever you are, stop, stop overthinking it. Stop, yeah. stop overthinking life. Everything that you need, God has already placed inside of you for you to be successful yes. in, in whatever endeavor it is. Because again, if he took you to it, he'll bring you through it. So stop overthinking it. Some of you watching us right now, you, you are in a place where you have that analysis paralysis where you keep on mm. saying, well, well, Lord, if you just show me one more time, if you just show me one more time, if you just do guys like, man, I, I've, I've already done enough. I just need, I need you to do now. I need you to step out. I need you to trust me in whatever it is. I, I don't, I don't need to do another thing. I need you to work now. So stop overthinking it because you already have inside of you what you need to be great, what you need to succeed. You don't need to ask anybody else. Listen, don't ask for permission. Don't, don't, don't go and, and try to get confirmation from just, just do it. He's been speaking too long and you we you've already wasted critical time. The good news though is that is that because of your faithfulness in stepping out, you can have the time redeemed. But you you gotta go out and still execute and do it because it's already in you to be to be successful and greatness is already there. Yeah, and so as we wrap it up today, like our big message to you is 
your virtues aren't necessarily going to look like ours. We yep. just wanted to share what ours were to get you thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. what message are you sending to mm, your children? That's good. Because your children are also sending a message to the world. Um, they are communicating to the world whatever it is that you put on the inside of them. Mm-hmm. So if you put good things in, even though in some season it doesn't seem like the good is coming out, whatever you put in them, it will come out in the long run. So talk to your children, right? Yep. Allow them to make choices and to be a part of decisions and teach them virtues um, that they need to be everything that God called them to be. Amen. 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 I was going to say pray, but I, I, I think you just hit it. You know what I mean? Yes. Communicate with your children. Trust God, like Philip said. Everything that you need to parent them um, is on the inside of you. They don't come with instruction manuals. Nope. nope. In fact, if I had read the manual, I might have returned them. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't change my Edge Life Seven for anything in the world. I'm certainly blessed by my children, the lessons they teach me, and the ones that I have passed along to them as well. So pass it on. Look. That's all we got for you today, man. That's all we got. We're excited. We hope you're excited. We'll be back here same time, same channel. If you have not subscribed to the to the podcast, make sure you subscribe to Edge Life Seven Podcast. It's on all of your podcast platforms right now. And when you go on your podcast platform, if you hold down Edge Life Seven, Mm -hmm. it'll pop up copy. Do us a favor. Do a friend a favor. Copy it. And send it to them in a text message. You never know. Something that might be said on the podcast might inspire them um, to be a little edgy. We like being edgy. That's right. God bless y'all. God bless you. Peace. Peace. You, you, you know we had to cap it off with Jesus. Edge life. You're too close to the ledge. We gon' push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge life. Oh, oh. Gotta get it in your head. Baby, welcome to the edge life. You're too close to the ledge. We gon' push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge line.